0: This week on Buffy the Gilmore Slayer.
1: Oh, in your chest, you're like, mmm. you know, does that make sense?
0: Buffy the Gilmore Slayer.
1: Hello, and welcome to Buffy the Gilmore Slayer.
0: I'm Brian Morris.
1: I'm Stacey Kulo.
0: We're comedians.
1: And a couple.
0: And I recently finished watching Gilmore Girls, one of Stacy's favorite shows.
1: And I recently finished watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of
0: Brian's favorite shows. We watched both shows together, all seven seasons, comparing them as we went.
1: We just finished some of the Buffy comics and A Year in the Life. And this week, we are discussing just general feelings on Gilmore Girls after seeing all of it, including A Year in the Life. Our fall episode was getting a little long, and we couldn't quite get to everything we wanted to talk about. So here we are with just a few more thoughts on all of it as a whole and some things that we thought of that we'd like to discuss. Yes. Before we dive in, anything new with you? We both read a book.
0: Yes, I may have mentioned this last time. I just read a book called Project Hail Mary, one Stacy recommended for me. It's a hard sci-fi book, but it's very good. I, I only say but because some people like get turned off by hard sci-fi.
1: Yeah. So when you say hard sci-fi, you mean like it is very sci-fi, not like it's a hard book to read,
0: right? Right.
1: It's a fairly easy book to read. They explain a lot of stuff, too.
0: Hard sci-fi generally means that it's dealing with like scientific stuff that's like realistic, like they use actual science in the book. Mm-hmm. It's not just like, and then I got my magic spaceship and went boo boo boo. And like, yeah, it's just like more concerned with like <laughs> logical, boo, boo, boo. logical and actual... <laughs> things that are possible or theoretically possible. This book does deal with a little bit of mumbo jumbo. It's kind of difficult to do that with any book that's not, you know, science fiction. But uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, and I think even though hard sci-fi sounds difficult or scary, maybe it's not. It's very accessible to anybody. And I, I had a really good time reading. I honestly couldn't put it down. And by put it down, I mean, I couldn't stop listening to it because I listened to the audiobook, which I kind of recommend because the audiobook can do something that the book can't that's sort mm-hmm. of interesting in this yeah. particular story.
1: Yeah, I read it, but um, you were listening to it and you wanted to keep listening to it. And I was like, I wouldn't mind re-listening to parts of it. So you often, I would like share your headphones or you would play it before bed and I would like fall asleep listening to it.
0: Hard recommend. It's good. Yeah.
1: It's hard to say too much about the plot without In spoiling fact, it.
0: I would suggest don't even read don't even. about the plot. Just go into it being like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And Stacy is finally reading Mistborn, which I've been pushing for forever.
1: Yes, I am reading it slowly because my commute is short and I don't have the audiobook. I have a physical book. But I'm, I don't know, over a tenth of the way through now. That's nice. long. It's not that long. But I like it so far. Is that soft sci-fi?
0: It's not even sci-fi. Oh, it's just fantasy? It's fantasy.
1: Yeah. But you read it for your sci-fi book club. What's up with that?
0: Yeah, sometimes we throw a fantasy book in here or there. Okay.
1: Well... This is our final podcast of season eight. As we said, we're gonna be just discussing some general Gilmore Girls stuff in this one. But I'm sure you're all wondering, what does that mean for you guys next? For us and for you,
0: well. Gonna just start baking. We're gonna do baking recipes. And
1: then we're gonna review the one we each made. Mm -hmm. Brian's gonna review mine. (laughs) Yep. No, um, starting in two weeks, we're going to be bringing you a new comparison series. As some of you may know, the creators of our shows, Amy Sherman Palladino and Joss Whedon, both created another show that did not get a very long run. They each have a one-season show, and we are going to be discussing them, much like we did with Gilmore Girls and Buffy. The shows are Amy Sherman Palladino's Bunheads and Joss Whedon's Firefly. Yes. What do we know about these shows, Brian?
0: Well, I've seen all of Firefly, and I liked it. And the reason it was canceled was not because it was a bad show, but rather because of the way it was aired.
1: What does that mean? Oh, yeah, you were telling me about it
0: that. was aired out of order, and like for uh, you know Joss Whedon show that really hurts the narrative. He was also like stretched between like seven shows at this point, and mm-hmm. I can yeah, see what? the production company being like, you know, we're just tired of you, Joss. Whatever. <laughs> like, it network. was on
1: in two thousand two. That is when Buffy and Angel were on. What was he doing? Yeah,
0: I mean cocaine. I don't know. <laughs>
1: So you've seen it, and you liked it. You think it's a good show?
0: I do, yeah.
1: Um, Neither of us have seen Bunheads, so this won't be quite the same experiment where it's one of us has seen one, one has seen the other. I don't know much about it other than it's about ballet, and it has a lot of Gilmore Girl actors in it.
0: We have some plans for after that as well. I don't want to go into details. All I will say is that we are very excited that Amy has a new show coming out.
1: Yeah, I think we can go into that a little bit. We're going to keep doing this Bunheads Firefly thing every two weeks. We switched to every two weeks because of our travels. It was just easier to do it that way. But now that we're both working full time, it's just been a little hard to put out a podcast every week. You know, this started as a COVID project when we really had nothing else going on. So we had a lot of our spare time to dedicate to this. And we also want to keep it every other week because we want to pivot a bit to the YouTube realm. Where this isn't set in stone, but we are thinking we would like to do a rewatch series of Buffy and Gilmore Girls in video form, you know, where we just put out a shorter episode about each episode of each show, kind of like rewatching the podcast, hearing what we had to say and going into it with the perspective of both of us having seen both shows.
0: So ideally, this would be a much more concise episode recap for each of them, because we've already kind of said everything previously, but now we'd be able to come back to this with the knowledge of how both shows end, and the knowledge of what we used to think. And we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll make it a YouTube video that's shorter than the podcast, but is also downloadable if someone wants to continue to experience it as a podcast.
1: Yeah, I think we would put out the audio from that as a podcast in like the alternate week where the podcast doesn't come out. But I don't know if we'll be starting that right away, just because we don't have the infrastructure for that in place quite yet. But hopefully early next year, we will try to start doing that as well. See how it goes. We might want to try doing movie reviews. Like maybe our YouTube stuff will be something different. We're not sure. But for now, that's our idea. And we figure this Bunheads Firefly thing will get us through about early September. Well, I should say, Bunheads is 18 episodes, Firefly is 14. And then there's a movie, Serenity. So um, we'll have to get a little creative with how that all ends up at the end since they're not exactly the same length. But that'll get us through to September. And by then, kind of hoping Amy Sherman Paladino's new show will be out and we can discuss that for those of you that don't know she's working on a new show I've heard a rumor that they're like in production on it like they're getting ready to shoot it I will put a link to it but the show is about ballet kind of like bunheads but I from what I gathered it's like there's a studio or a ballet company in New York and there's one in France and they're both not doing well so they like swap dancers to try to like save both programs. But the guy that plays Lenny Bruce in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is going to be one of the actors. There's a couple Maisel actors in it. I'll link the article, but there are some details out about it. I think it sounds exciting. And it's on Amazon, so I bet they'll have a huge budget like they did for Maisel. We don't know when that's coming out, but I'm thinking maybe later this year.
0: I mean, it's going to be good. Yeah. Amy knows how to write a show.
1: And make a spectacle. Yes. As far as our Angel content... Some of you may have noticed that Angel is coming to an end, if you're following us on Patreon or seeing the recaps that I post on Instagram.
0: You may have noticed that the writers of Angel were suddenly like, oh shit, the show's ending. Uh, Let's wrap it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, we, just a few days ago, hopefully, will have posted our review of the series finale of Angel. We're going to be doing a couple recap episodes over the next two weeks, but after that, we are going to start
0: watching Veronica Mars
1: on our Patreon. So anyone that is subscribed to our Angel OnlyFans tier or our Watch Party tier will now be privy to our Veronica Mars content. We've probably said this in the past, but we have three tiers on Patreon. The first is the Gilmore Slayer early birds, I believe, where you get monthly outtakes and some early episode previews. Second tier is all of that, plus a weekly Angel video, which will now become Veronica Mars video. And the Watch Party tier is all of that, plus we do a monthly Watch Party, where we tend to rewatch episodes of Gilmore Girls and Buffy, occasionally other things. Also, depending on what happens with our YouTube, maybe there'll be some other features on Patreon eventually. But if you want to hear us talk about Veronica Mars, check out our Patreon. It would be $5 a month to subscribe to that tier. We keep having people recommend that show to us. I don't know anything about it. Do you?
0: No, I don't.
1: Like, anything at all?
0: I think she solves mysteries.
1: Yeah, I think she's a detective. She being, uh, I can't think of her name right now, Dak Shepard's Veronica wife. Veronica Mars? Yes. <laughs> the actor's name is Melissa McCarthy. Um, Mars. The fuck's her name?
0: Christina Applegate. No. Christy Swanson. No. Sarah Michelle No. I'm out of ideas. That's
1: It's the girl from the good place.
0: Yeah, I don't know her name. You coming to me for names? Are you serious? I'm
1: I'm gonna think of it.
0: Okay, I mean, I looked it up.
1: What's the first letter of her first name?
0: I mean, none of this stuff is ringing a bell for you.
1: Oh, Kristen Bell. Well, you were close with Christy Swanson. And Christina Applegate.
0: I was gonna say it's like a K sound. Okay, so that pretty much catches everybody up. This is what our next plan is for our next phase.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to watch Veronica Mars, and I hope it's good, it's gotta be. It's definitely, like, the most recommended thing we do, besides
0: watch all of Charmed. Which I will never do. I mean, if you paid me enough money, I would do it, but that is the only way.
1: Oh no, do we have to do a Meanwhile segment for Bunheads and Firefly? A what? A Meanwhile segment?
0: A Meanwhile. I think you said a yeah. Mean Mile segment. I was like, what is that?
1: <laughs> What's another show that aired around the same time that got canceled after one season?
0: Can I just shit on Charmed every time <laughs> instead? Sure. So glad we don't have to do a Meanwhile on Charmed anymore. It's like pulling hair.
1: What an interesting choice to modify that turn of phrase. It's not like pulling teeth. It's easier.
0: Yeah, it's easier than pulling teeth out. I just, you know, I didn't enjoy it, but I was fine afterwards. We're just about to start. We do have to thank a couple people because we had a couple five-star reviews. We want to. We want to. We don't have to. But we (laughs) do have to because we said we would. But we also would like to.
1: (laughs) Yes. From Apple Podcasts, thank you so much too. I'm a slayer. Ask me how. Thank you. And I'm feeling sublime. Thank you. A lot of I'm names. I do have to read some of what I'm feeling sublime has said because this is just like an ongoing thing we're going to have to deal with for the rest of our lives, I think. Okay. Okay, they say that we are cracking them up with our anti-bidet talk. Do you think there's manual soap and lathering involved? Did I get that right? You might want to read a how-to for a bidet, because I think you guys have the wrong idea with how bidet use goes down. So...
0: <sighs> First off, thank you for your comments. I uh, really appreciate it.
1: Yes, but um, we, we did try to read how-tos, and they were all like, we're Americans, we don't know, Right?
0: Yeah, but two. But it seems like you gotta put soap on your butt.
1: Yeah, so I've seen American bidets, like mm-hmm. you know, where it's like an attachment on your toilet. Those seem like a cool little power washer for your butt, where you don't gotta touch anything. Yeah, but the ones in Italy was like a toilet with a faucet that just trickled down a little bit, and you had to like get in there. Yeah, but there's no pressure, and then there's yeah, yeah. a thing of soap next to it. Mm-hmm. So I I do think. It is more like what we've been saying, just based on the ones we've seen in Italy.
0: Yeah. I do think, like you said, some of the American ones are like power washers that'll just take off anything. You got paint on your butt, it'll take it off. Dried paint. But the the European ones are definitely like, let's do some manual labor in there.
1: These tutorials indicated that as well, right? The ones we did find? Yeah. So if you've got a tutorial, please send it to us on how to use these Italian ones without using your hands. We will watch it. We'll review it. We'll share it on our Instagram. Please help. Okay, Ryan, should we talk about Gilmore Girls?
0: We should. Finally. Everyone's like, let's do it. Please. I don't care about how to wash your butt in another country. Please <laughs> <You laughs> talk about the show.
1: It just It won't leave us alone.
0: So let's start by saying this, Gilmore Girls was quite a fun journey, quite a fun experience with amazing writing, some really great characters, and honestly, just a boatload of clever and like amazingly crafted jokes that really made me laugh out loud while watching just about every single episode. Yeah. So many of these episodes are just packed with really good smart jokes.
1: As is a year in the life, but it, it's a little flawed. Um, I think most people don't. I don't think there's anyone that thinks it's perfect.
0: No, I agree. But I just want to say how much I loved the show before we yeah. say anything else. It had amazing, relatable, even if you didn't live the same situation, but relatable, like family drama that was so good and like delicious to watch. So the show really is a testament to good writing when it comes to comedy and when it comes to drama. Yeah. I love the show for those things. And I enjoy rewatching the episodes and I'm excited to rewatch the whole show.
1: It does really have some good dramatic moments. You're right. I mean, obviously the comedy too was what I remember, but yeah, some of those, some of it's like invented drama, but some of it's Absolutely. so good.
0: I don't think any show can have 20 plus episode seasons for like, Seven seasons and have perfect writing throughout all of it. Like some of that drama is going to be recycled or invented. That's just how the numbers work.
1: Yeah, there's just some scenes though where I'm like, oh, that yeah. sits with you. Oh, that- yes, oh, in your chest, you're like,
0: mm.
1: you know, that does that make sense?
0: When Christopher shows up at Friday night dinner, or when Lorelai tells Emily we're done. Oh my god, or when.
1: Richard, not knowing that Emily bought the apples today, oh yes I've always that liked sounds those. almost mm. like you're
0: joking, but like no, it is an amazing moment.
1: Richard, you've never once listened to your wife
0: <laughs> or tick tick boom, even though that went nowhere. That moment was great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so personally, I had a lot of thoughts while editing our fall episode that I just kind of wanted to add, so I've, I've kind of got a list of things here. I don't know if you've prepared any specific topics, but I've got a few things I'd like to discuss. For example, okay. Richard left Emily that note. It said, like, Emily, for the love of God, cheese, right? hmm Do you think he knew he was dying, and that was one of his last notes to Emily, telling her he wanted her to stuff him with cheese cubes like his mother? Like, that was, like, a something he should have put in his will but forgot?
0: No. <laughs> 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 I was, like, wait, what? I was, like, trying to process everything you said. Like, me, what, what? No. No, I don't.
1: Okay, we'll just check that off the list then. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) No, it just crossed my mind while editing. Oh, yeah, Emily wanted his mother to go out being stuffed with cheese. Emily, for the love of God, cheese. You remember what I'm talking about, right?
0: Yes, of course I know what you're talking about. We did a whole TikTok about it.
1: If you don't, when Emily's mother-in-law, Trix, died, she was having a hard time with things and (laughs) said that they could just, like, stuff cheese cubes in her mouth and have the people go to town. Well, one thing is we kind of left the people hanging. When we did our fall episode, we were talking about how the last we see of Jess is he's giving Rory a bit of a longing look through the window. Right. And I suggested that maybe this would be something they would explore if there were to be more show. And then you said you would talk about this more at the end. And then you did not. Right. You well, did, I did, it, but you cut it. Yeah, we, There was a section that I cut because it was getting long and we realized we were going to do another episode. So would you now like to address what you were going to say on that later?
0: Yes. So we do another season. Where does this go? Where is the future of Gilmore Girls going? I think Rory's going to raise this baby as her own. I think she does tell Logan... But Logan can't acknowledge the child because he is with this other woman he's engaged to and he'd have to like break all that up, ruin his whole dynastic plan by telling her while we were engaged, I impregnated my old ex.
1: I feel like Rory maybe would even be like, that's fine. I don't need your money. Just wanted you to know.
0: Absolutely. And so Logan's going to be kind of upset and he's going to be a bit of an absentee father because he can't acknowledge his child and keep his wife. I do think he's going to like, Pop in and like spend money on the child and stuff, even though Rory be like, you don't need to do that. And she's gonna end up with Jess because I think Jess is her ultimate partner. I think honestly that the show tries to tell us that because Logan sees Rory as this woman on a pedestal. He wants to keep her up there, he wants to keep her in a cage in a sense. He's not against her having her own career and stuff, but I think like in Logan's perfect world, He is the guy who's doing the work and making the money and she is this woman that he keeps. Obviously, he lavishes love on her and money. I think he really does love her. I agree, but I don't think he challenges her. I think because she wants a career, he's like, cool, that's fine. But he would be fine if she didn't want a career of her just being his trophy wife. And by trophy wife, I don't necessarily mean he doesn't love her. I mean, he does love her, but he's not going to try to challenge her. He doesn't want Rory to be the best Rory can be. He just wants Rory.
1: I don't know. He's telling her to write the book. But I, I guess that's No, he knows she's she already wants to. decided
0: to write the book. He tries to give her a house to write the book in, which keeps her under his thumb. Yeah. Like I said, he's not there to like ruin anything for Rory. He loves Rory. I don't think he'd be like, oh, this is what you got to do. He's just like, oh, that's what you've decided. How can I have a way where that involves me? Whereas Jess, I think, is someone who wants Rory to be the best Rory can be and challenges Rory in ways intellectually and creatively that Logan wouldn't care to do. This leads to some conflict because Jess isn't perfect, for one, but also, like, he's trying to push Rory, which in itself will lead to some conflict. But I think that at the end of the day, he's her Luke, just like Emily doesn't like Luke, Lorelai doesn't really like Jess. I think Jess is always going to be there for Rory. And I think he would help raise Logan's child with her. I think that there's a lot of ideas for drama in the future for this. Like at some point, Logan's wife's going to find out that he has a child. She's going to divorce him. Then he's going to try to come back into the picture, just like Christopher did. And that's going to bring up all kinds of drama between Jess and her and Logan. And maybe she'll even date Logan for a while. But at some point realize that Logan isn't trying to push her. And that's what she needs. Because she needs someone pushing her because she's lived in this privilege for far too long. And that's all Logan is offering is more privilege and more opportunity to not push yourself. Because that's what Rory needs. She needs someone to push her.
1: It is, I think, definitely worth exploring Jess and Rory dating as adults. Because, like I said, we've never seen them in a healthy relationship. (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And they redeem him in like two episodes. He just goes away and grows up. This is something I thought about. Famously, Jess is like, why did you drop out of Yale? I can't believe you do that. But he literally begged her to drop out of Yale and run away with him at the end of season four. Yeah. So is he just mad that Rory didn't drop out of Yale for him, but like is dropping out of Yale because she got upset about something with Logan's boat? You know what I mean? I think that's
0: such a good point.
1: You know, it it just could be interpreted that way. He's like, you wouldn't drop out of Yale for me, but now you will. Why did you drop out of Yale now?
0: (laughs) I think that's one way to look at it, and I don't know that that's wrong. But personally, the way I interpret that was that he desperately is in love with Rory and feels like they can be creative and successful without going to Yale. Because I don't think Jess cares about money or privilege or social standing. And he thinks that he and Rory are creative and talented enough to like find happy, fulfilling lives without all that. He probably sees that as like, you just want to be part of this privileged group of people as opposed to like, you want to learn actual things, right? Yeah. And he begged her to leave with him and she didn't. And when she did that and he realized that Rory isn't going to leave all this behind, that he's like, that's part of her personality. Like, this is an aspect of her I misjudged. She wants a Yale education. That's a huge part of her. That's not going to change. And when he sees that she dropped out, I think he rightfully is like, something happened to you, traumatic, that, like, changed who you are. Because fundamentally, you're somebody who's going to finish Yale. Mm-hmm. And so I, I can tell because you didn't leave Yale before. It isn't that I'm upset that you're leaving Yale for someone else other than me. I think he's like, no, I I know something's wrong because you didn't before. Sure. What is it?
1: Yeah, I don't think that's actually how
0: we were supposed to interpret that scene, that he was upset.
1: But it was something I thought of. I was like, wait a minute. You wanted her to drop out of you.
0: Right, totally. And that's such an interesting and good point to bring up.
1: No, but what you said is good, too. That because she didn't, he's like, why did you now?
0: That would be a great thing to bring up in these future episodes I'm talking about, where Logan could be like, why were you upset then, huh? Because she didn't drop out for you? Great drama. I love it. Let's write it.
1: Logan, get him. Uh, Do you think she'll hook up with Dean again? (laughs)
0: Probably. Uh, she
1: loves to cheat. Dean's Aww. in a
0: marriage, so obviously he's looking for someone else. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think she'll hook up with Dean again.
1: Maybe Dean will be the one that's like, what are you doing, Rory? <laughs> Why did you Why drop, did you on, you a drop Jess? on a Why did you drop out of
0: Logan? <laughs> we both went opposite ways.
1: I used to hate Jess, but now I see he's right for you. This well, is my town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's still yelling that. Let's be real about the show. The show set up both of these characters as flawed men who eventually, through either their own journey or through contact with Rory, get redeemed and change. I think Logan was awful when we first meet him. I mean, I think they're both awful when we first meet them. But they both change to good partners at the end.
1: I think one reason I tend to be Team Logan is, like, I maybe didn't see some of these just redemption episodes. or I don't remember them. I remember more of the Logan arc. Because... like I only saw some of those like later seasons a couple times. Or once, maybe. It's possible I even missed one. So I didn't see redeemed Jess. I saw a shitty teen Jess.
0: Yeah, and to be fair to you, he's redeemed very quickly and mostly off screen. Uh-huh. And he shows up in Year in the Life as this, like, super wise man doling out, like, wisdom to people that it's like, what, huh? He's like, you know what you need to do is write a book. That solves all your problems, Rory. I figured it out. Bye. Like, you've been here two seconds, man.
1: (laughs) guy at my gym writes books. Work for him. He's just (laughs) curling weights this whole time.
0: Yeah, because he's buff is what Stacey's referring to.
1: (laughs) So you think Rory should end up with Jess, though?
0: I do because I – listen – Let me couch this. If you're a huge Logan shipper, there's nothing wrong with that. The show successfully redeemed Logan to the point where it's like, there's nothing wrong with Rory choosing that. However, she chose not to be with Logan. Mm -hmm. And you brought something up personally to me about how you didn't think Logan would ever cheat on Rory. I don't know that I believe that. I think Logan eventually, after the novelty of being with Rory wears off a bit, I do think that Logan would cheat on Rory. I don't think in the first couple years, but once they've had a kid and they're fighting and they're like kind of like in a, you know, every marriage or long-term relationship goes through some low points, especially when you have kids only because it's so much harder to deal with kids and having careers, especially when both parents are trying to have a career. So I could see down the road, they're having a low point. They're far away from each other. And there's women who want to sleep with Logan because he's attractive and has a ton of money and influence. I could see him cheating on her.
1: Perhaps. He just, he changed so much for her. She might cheat on him. She's the cheater. (laughs) Yeah, that is fair. I mean, there was a whole thing with the bridesmaids, but I do believe he thought they were broken up.
0: I agree with you, but he's got a history of being able to sleep with whoever he wants. And like I said, like if they're fighting and they're far away from each other, I mean, he's right now cheating on his fiance. Yes. So to be like, but he wouldn't cheat on Rory. Like, but maybe he would. I do think
1: Another thing, though, is like he very much doesn't want to be his dad, well, at
0: least. Amy makes it clear that maybe he doesn't mind being his dad, even though he hates his dad.
1: Yeah, it's hard to track where that goes. But let's go with the version where he is very much rebelling against his dad. His dad's a philanderer, so he might try really hard not to do that as an adult. Hard to say. I think that the show wants us to ship Rory and Jess. I think that's what they're trying to tell us, and I think... I would be happy with that. I think the character of Rory would also be perfectly happy with Logan. I think her and Logan are just like always going to be in love with each other. Kind of mm-hmm. like Lorelai and Chris. And maybe it's right. Maybe it's not. You know, like it might be a thing where like they get married and it doesn't really work because they want different lives fundamentally. Like, I don't think Rory minds living a rich, lavish life. But I also don't know that Logan really has any desire to live in Star's Hollow. Right. And Rory wouldn't mind that. So yeah, I think it might be like a Lorelai and Christopher situation where they're just always going to have this like passion and hot chemistry for each other, but it might not be right. We're like her and Jess, I could see being in a place where it is right. Mm -hmm. But they've never had sex. That's like the one guy she's never slept with.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the parallels are pretty clear and intentional that Logan is the next generation of Christopher. He's in a lot of ways, this privileged person who is immature. And the show sort of was like, oh, he's not as immature, but like, I don't know, I wouldn't consider the stuff they were doing mature or adult as the life and death brigade in the episode of Fall, even though it was fun. It wasn't what I would call mature.
1: Something else I was thinking about with Logan and Rory is the way it ends. Rory is kind of hopeful when Logan ultimately leaves about what she's going to achieve with this book. Where another reason Logan maybe doesn't want to leave is he's like heading into this life that he's sort of dreading. Like he doesn't really want to marry this woman, depending on how you interpret his dad and his career. He might not want to have this career. We don't really know how Amy intended him for him to feel about his career. Mm -hmm. He might have some sadness because Rory's going off to be happy and he's got to go live this life. He doesn't want to live without her. Mm hmm. That maybe changes a bit with how the series ends, like Rory's not quite heading into the life she thought she was heading into with being pregnant. Mm-hmm. But also, Lorelei wants a baby yeah, and can help Rory raise this baby. That mm-hmm. sort of scratches that itch.
0: Totally. One more thing I wanted to say about Logan is, as I've mentioned, his whole superpower is this privilege and wealth he has. He solves all his issues with that. He like woos Rory so often and successfully with just his money. Like, this whole episode, all the stuff he does for Rory, thousands of dollars he was spending, if not more. He's, like, giving her a house. I just don't feel like he's the kind of person who would love her enough to give up those things to be with her. Like you said, he wouldn't want to move back to Star's Hollow. Whereas I think Jess would give up anything to be with her.
1: We still don't know how adult Jess feels about going to Star's Hollow stuff. Like, I could see that still being a point of contention where he, like, doesn't want to humor these stupid things she likes to do.
0: Yeah, I do think that they've shown us that Jess has changed enough that if he felt something was important to Rory, I agree, he might do it. I I agree with you that I think he would be a little bit like Luke, where he's like, I don't need to go to every single thing, mm-hmm. but I think he'd be like Luke was like, Ugh, you wanted this thing, all right, I'll go. I don't have evidence for that, but that's the vibe I've gotten from the new Jess. Not that her and Jess would be without their problems; they definitely would have their problems. But I feel like he's like Luke where he's like he'll always be there for her and he'll be there for her in a way that Logan's not where he'll fix their problems with money where Jess will try to fix it. But like actually speaking to Rory's soul and Rory's actual desires and wants.
1: It's interesting to think had we kept season seven version of Logan where he like lost all his money. Yeah. If he would have changed or like how different he would be now.
0: I almost wonder if Amy wasn't like, listen, like Jess is the long game. And Mm -hmm. Logan can't become what he did in season seven because then he becomes like a fine man. The perfect
1: man that Rory doesn't want to be with for some reason.
0: Yeah, exactly. So she was kind of like, ah, nah, we'll just sort of fudge it and he's back to being who he was. So that long game can be Jess.
1: Moving on in my list, there was something you said about you thought maybe Emily was dating Jack just to keep being a housewife. I don't know if I feel that way. I think it was just... Because she was lost and Rory told her to put herself out there and go to the club. And that's just what ended up happening when she went to the club. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she was like trying to replace Richard.
0: We know that all it takes from Emily is a hello before men <laughs> start knocking down the door. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I still feel the way I do. I'm not sure that I'm right. But I think she was just, like you said, lost. And like she's only known how to be a housewife. I don't, a Housewife sounds very diminutive for what she does. But let's just say wife.
1: I think she calls herself that at some point.
0: You know, like a professional wife. A
1: mansion wife.
0: Mansion wife. Big house wife.
1: <laughs> She's got big housewife energy.
0: No, she just dates men in prison. Mm-hmm. Big house.
1: Mm-hmm. I got it.
0: I think that she was lost and was like, oh, kind of falling back into this is what I know and then realized that that's not who she wants to be. That That's how I interpreted it, but I could be wrong.
1: Something else I was thinking about. We talked about how the song that's playing at the very end when Lorelai and Luke are getting married is the same song that plays while they're dancing As. at Liz and TJ's wedding. But something I noticed when like, re-watching a scene while I was editing, the lyrics for that song are such a great choice for this final mm-hmm. scene. Because mm-hmm. not only are we seeing Luke and Lorelai getting married, we're seeing Emily having a drink by the ocean looking at the moon. And just, just watch the scene and really listen to the lyrics. Because there, there's a part that says, now that I've worn out the world... I'm on my knees in fascination, looking through the night. And the moon's never seen me before, but I'm reflecting light. So it's like Emily's worn out the world. You know, she's done all this stuff. And in a way, Lorelei, too, has, like, lived this life. And now they're both in places where they're happy mm. and they're glowing. But Emily is, like, literally sitting in the moonlight, right, reflecting on this life that she's lived.
0: That's interesting. I would not have picked that up.
1: But there's more lyrics, too. Like, I rode the pain down, got off, and looked up, looked into your eyes, and all around my dark heart lit up the skies. They just, like, both went through pain with a man recently.
0: I'm super into whales now. That was my favorite lyric.
1: (laughs) Give up the ground under your feet, hold on to nothing for good. I don't know. They're just, like, very interesting lyrics. But also, reflecting light that could be rephrased as glowing. Glowing. And Rory is pregnant, and pregnant women tend to glow.
0: Wow, that seems a bit like a stretch. But wait a minute. Women who are pregnant stretch. <laughs> oh my God.
1: I'm just working on my Veronica Marsing. She's a detective, <laughs> we think.
0: From another planet.
1: Just listen to the scene again with the lyrics in mind. It's nice. It's good. Good choice. On the subject of Emily. We never really talked about the fact that the show completely drops the letter issue.
0: Oh, my God. What the hell?
1: Do you guys remember in therapy? And Emily's like, and you sent me that awful letter. And Lorelai's like, no, I did not. What letter? It's insane that we don't get an answer for that. It's almost as maddening as the fact that we never find out who sends Lorelai the ice cream maker
0: as her wedding This is so much worse. It's it's worse. Emily's like, I've been angry at you for this thing for years. This is like, affected our relationship forever. Lorelai's like, this never happened. Like, so which we need one to know of them is happened. lying? Yeah. Or confused, right? Like, what the hell is going on? It probably it was a letter from Trix again. I wouldn't be even surprised if yeah. Trix said it was send from Lorelai. Send this to
1: Emily 20 years later.
0: Yeah, it's like, back to the future. Like, hire someone in several years to send this to Emily.
1: Another thing that bugs me is that Doyle and Paris got divorced. Because, like, Paris is in the first two. And then we don't see her again. We don't hear anything about it. Like, that's just not fun that they got divorced and it wasn't really necessary. I actually think it would be better if Paris and Doyle were still disgustingly happy. Just to juxtapose Rory's struggles even more. Like, Paris is successful. Doyle's successful. Maybe Doyle still becomes this, like, obnoxious Hollywood bro and they're fighty about it. Right. But they
0: still have, like, gross, passionate sex like they were doing. Volcanic sex.
1: Yeah. I think that would just be better than like making her also. I mean, I guess that's real. that people that seem happy in high school and college get divorced.
0: Well, I think it's difficult because Paris is a person who the show kind of sets up as like, who could love Paris? She's going to be lonely and alone her whole life because no one will be able to put up with her. Then we get an answer to that. We're like, oh, but we have this one person who would love her. And isn't it fun? They found each other. And like you said, I'm happy with them for the rest of their lives being snippy here and there, getting into fights cuz that's just who Paris is, but it's just disheartening that they decide like this beautiful thing they put together, we're going to rip it apart for no other reason than maybe like a couple jokes at the expense of them being separated.
1: Maybe if Danny Strong couldn't do the show or something, it'd mm-hmm. be like, "Oh yeah, well they're divorced." But he he was there in the same room.
0: It almost makes me feel like they had plans for another season after this where they you know would get them back together because that would be a fun thing to do writers break people up in shows to get them back together just for the you know the invented drama which is fine but they don't and it's just sort of sad
1: the The joke about not wanting to go up the stairs Mm -hmm. that could have been just as funny if they were a happy couple and that was something they were fighting about so that's a bummer how do you feel about the final four words brian I was asking our fans about that today on our social media pages, and...
0: What were they again? I wilded, you wilded. No,
1: no, 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 no. no. But most people aren't fans. I think Amy is very into things coming full circle. That's mentioned a lot. And, you know, like the way it ends with Lorelai and Emily, coming to her for money, you still gotta come to Friday night dinner, full circle. But a lot of people had pointed out that, like, it's not really full circle, because Rory is the correct age to have a child, and she theoretically should have a ton of money in like trust funds from all of her rich dead grandparents. Yep. Like it, it's not the same thing because she's at a place in life where she should be able to raise a child. No problem. She's got a mother and her husband who want to have a child. That'll be totally down to help. It's not going to be the same struggle as Lorelai had. And it, it maybe no. would have made way more sense to have her get pregnant just out of college where she's like heading
0: off on this glorious career and maybe that's what she was gonna do,
1: yeah, I bet, but it just makes way less sense here, and she should have changed her mind,
0: totally. I agreed. we've discussed this a lot about how like the fact that she wasn't involved in season seven and clearly doesn't want anything to do with the plot lines of season seven has really negatively impacted a year in the life but this this full circle thing she set up that you know the show can be about. Unexpected pregnancies, but yeah, it's, it's a totally different situation and do- is not as impactful or beautiful.
1: Rory doesn't have a lot going on right now. It's probably kind of good that she has this new purpose potentially. Yeah. I assume Rory would keep the baby. I don't see any signs that that would not be where this goes since it's like right. such a huge reveal.
0: But then we're going to have that scene with Jess where he's like, Why did you keep the baby? <laughs>
1: We made fun of babies like this.
0: <laughs>
1: it's not complicated. <laughs> I've seen this idea pitched as a way better ending to the show, and you could maybe even twist the final four words to to fit. Lorelai's working at the inn. Maybe her new one that she's going to set up with Emily's money, mm-hmm. and a pregnant girl shows up looking for somewhere to go. Oh. I feel like that. Is it Michelle?
0: Michelle's husband leaves, and so Michelle's stuck with this baby he didn't want?
1: (laughs) It's it's the surrogate that Michelle (laughs) rejects, ultimately. (laughs) That's funny. No, but I I think that would be better. Yeah. That full circle. Again, this is not my idea. This is an idea I've read online or something, but um, Mm -hmm. Lorelai helping, being the Mia. Yeah. And Rory's off doing her own thing. Like, So much of it is about how similar Lorelai and Rory are, but like. They are different people, and I think it's also interesting to see them be similar and close, but also Rory has the life that Lorelai couldn't have, mm. and becomes a career woman and doesn't have her life dramatically altered by pregnancy like Lane and Suki and Lorelai. Yeah, but then you can still get that scratch that full circle itch that you got, Amy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see why you would want her to get pregnant again because it's like, oh, this happened to your mother, but like that's just part of life as you get people get pregnant. Mm -hmm. and it changes your whole plan and your whole plan was set and now it's changed but it has zero impact in this season where she literally is like looking for any kind of focus for her life and she finds it at the end you know it's like you're gonna be writing a book and also having a baby you could do those things at the same time
1: yeah I think I've seen people pitch the final four words as being pregnant girl saying Lorelai Lorelai saying yeah and then she says I'm pregnant but I do feel like that isn't really how that would go like you would be like hi, I got your number from someone and I just don't know where else to go. As you can see, I'm pregnant. You wouldn't just say like, hey. You don't
0: also have to use those four words if the plot has changed enough.
1: Right, but it felt like that's what she did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no,
1: these were the words. And it's also weird that like one of the words had to be, yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. What? I wonder if like, it, the scene seemed like uh, Alexis just got a text telling her what the words were. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> like, all right. I'm pregnant, I guess.
1: I don't hate the final four words, but I don't think they had the same impact that they would have if they happened when Rory was much younger.
0: Without a doubt.
1: Before we go, let's talk about some of the predictions that you made,
0: Brian. Oh, I'm sure they were all correct.
1: I went back to what you said at the end of season seven before we watched A Year in the Life. Yeah. And here are your predictions. You ready? I'm ready. You said that Jess would be coming back and you hoped there'd be a spark of romance or that they would date. Mm. I would say there's definitely a spark of romance on his end.
0: Yeah, but not from her.
1: (laughs) You also predicted that Richard was going to die, Yeah, which is correct. That was very sad for me, because I truly thought you had no idea that the actor died in real life, so I thought that was going to be a shock for you to find out that he died.
0: No, but I knew he died.
1: I was sitting on that for so long. It's a final secret.
0: She was sitting on top of Richard until he died. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: i could see how that could be interpreted differently
1: <laughs> you said luke and lorelei must have a baby already
0: <laughs> i mean that's what should be the case you were
1: like they're probably gonna have a baby wait they have a baby already it's been like 10 years uh but no they chose to ignore time in that case you said that rory will have done well with the obama campaign and is killing it now
0: <laughs> not the case you also wrong. said
1: maybe some kind of scandal happened though where she's like in some kind of trouble and not doing well i guess her scandal was that she just never really did anything
0: yeah big scandal
1: you said that paris would probably be hyper successful but unhappy that's
0: hey. A true hey ding 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 <laughs>
1: you said that zach would be with the rolling stones lane has had two more babies lives by herself her arm is broken and her kids are criminals <laughs>
0: uh what (laughs) i don't remember that prediction but
1: i mean you just you were joking but you just like tacking on things that made lane's life shitty
0: crazy how accurate it was though i mean being married to zach is the same as having your arm broken i feel like similar experiences
1: (laughs) you also said that richard's death would help emily bond with her daughter
0: well it didn't for a while quite the opposite
1: yeah but you said that ultimately like that would be true, but then they would pull that out from under us, and they would just go back to being fighty. But sort of the reverse of that happened. Yeah, like it, it made them worse. But then ultimately, they did come together.
0: What really bonded them was whatever Lorelai saw in the distance behind that <laughs> cafe barbecue shop.
1: They seem in as good of a place as they've ever been. But I bet the longest Nazi I die. Mm-hmm. But Emily does seem to like have at least accepted that Luke is who Lorelai is going to be with.
0: She still like acts. Ex- So condescending to him, though it's like infuriating.
1: And then you also made some predictions at the end of summer before the fall episode. You Mm -hmm. said that Luke and Lorelai were going to get married, and that you Uh thought the final (laughs) and that the final four words would be "I do, I do." So should have been
0: not correct. It should have been "I do." Okay, also (laughs) (laughs) okay. I do. Okay, same.
1: (laughs) You also said that Rory could get together with Jess, but you were cognizant of the fact that there was not much time left for that to happen. You said that Emily was going to go back to her old self and fire all her maids but that she would make things right with Lorelai but the opposite of that happened.
0: Yeah. The first part Lorelei of it. Lorelai made things right with her and she is now in love with her new family of maids.
1: Yeah. And you said that Emily was going to get pregnant with Jack's baby and the final four words would be Jack got me
0: pregnant. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been a fun final? Just like, wait, what? Huh? Jack okay. got
1: me pregnant,
0: and then it closes with one of those Looney Tune, <laughs> one of those Looney Tune like closing circles.
1: <laughs> but when you said that, I was like, "Pregnant is one of the words." <laughs> That's
0: funny. <laughs> Jack got me pregnant. Fucking what?
1: So, last thing we talked about this a little bit, but what do you think that more show would look like? If there were to ever be more like you talked about how like the Jess and Logan stuff might go down, but what people always say they want more show, but we're getting to the point now where it could be interesting. But I feel like a year or two after it came out, I was like, I don't need to see a show about a baby. That's not that interesting. Yeah. You want to see the baby have opinions in drama. Yeah. So I, I almost feel like we have to pick this up like in 10 more years when that baby's yeah. a teen.
0: I don't know that the next part of the show would be that interesting, really. Right. I mean, her being pregnant can still do stuff, but it's just sort of like, it seems like they're going to just sort of write this book. Are we going to see her writing the book?
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know that there's much more to see until that child is older. Yeah. And maybe that kid is like, wants to be way different than the Gilmore Girls.
0: Well, you know what? I could see another season where she's pregnant the whole season just so we're on the same page. I know people are only pregnant for nine months. It wouldn't, the season wouldn't I hundred percent map onto a year. And it would be about her writing this book. And we could maybe see some fun flashbacks, how they both remember different events. Like maybe there's an episode where she's like, how did this happen? And we see it from our mom's point of view, from her point of view. So then we could do some like in the past stuff. We could even set it between other events that have happened. We see her maybe ending up with Jess. And at the end of the episode, the end of the season, the baby is born and then we do a flash forward to Rory being a mom, Lorelai being a grandmother, and like the kid going to school for her first day.
1: Mm, sure.
0: And maybe she is different than both of them somehow. Maybe she's even more like Emily or something. Or a boy. Maybe we, they find out it's Richard reincarnated.
1: <laughs> this- <laughs> I love that, when kids have memories of past lives.
0: When you came out of Rory's vagina, you destroyed that girl. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I guess it doesn't make sense that he's talking to himself that that way. (laughs) 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 That's his spirit talking to his baby body. (laughs) You destroyed that girl.
1: So, Amy, if you are looking for writers, we got ideas.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we have ideas. Everyone loves definitely cool ideas.
1: The thing is, Kelly Bishop is. Alive, acting. She did some Maisel sure. stuff. But they need to do this soon if they want her. Yeah. And I think they need her.
0: Kelly Bishop was great in the show. She played a villain for most of it, but she did that spectacularly.
1: It's so important to the dynamic of it all to have her be in it. Mm-hmm. I could see maybe it being about like Lorelai's new inn and like some struggles with that. But honestly, yeah. I think a way more interesting way to expand this universe is to go to the past. hmm Young Emily and Richard, starting out. Yeah. The drama of their circles. Early Stars Hollow, like Babette and Maury come into Stars Hollow, and whatever the fuck they've done in the past, they were like in a cult for a while.
0: This would be tough to cast, and also Richard and Emily weren't like necessarily good people before it started, the show started.
1: Yeah, I, I just think there's more interesting drama there Sure. than just seeing slice of life. Rory and her baby, Rory and her like seven-year-old in Stars Hollow. Because at this point, her kid is six or seven, if we're going with how time works. And I think we'd have to just because of the age of the actors. If we're going to do a slice of life, I think it would have to be just like a movie, like one 90-minute movie, Mm -hmm. just to see where they're at, and do a cute little story with like one dramatic arc. I don't know that there's enough drama to sustain a whole other series. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, what can we invent with a seven-year-old? Yeah, I don't know. Um, So I, I would I would take more. I would watch it if it came out. But I don't know that it's necessary. And I can't really picture what it would be. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts?
0: Before we finish, I want to talk a little bit about Rory's arc through the whole show. Oh, sure. So Rory started as this, like, innocent girl who was always trying to do what was right, wanted there to be family, harmony, and, like, went out of her way to make people happy. And, like, was a goody-goody two-shoes. I don't mean that in a negative way. And as the show went on, she grew up and, you know, made some mistakes. Fine with that. Obviously, we're all human. All humans make mistakes. Her sleeping with Dean, even up to her sleeping with Dean, I'm like, this is all plausible to me. Even all the way to the end of the show, she still she makes other mistakes. But you know what? People make mistakes. It happens. Especially people who are, like, living like her that are really good people. I feel like they tend to make some big mistakes at some point in their life. But when we get to Year in the Life, the Rory we meet is just so different than the Rory we knew. Like, she's in this relationship that she doesn't care about, that she's, like, cheating on her boyfriend with. Like, she's, you know, sleeping with Wookiees when she's with somebody else. And she's sleeping with Logan even though she knows he has a fiancé. I just kind of don't feel like that's the same Rory we know And it would have been fine if she did this stuff and someone, like, addressed it to her, like, you know, what happened to you? You'd think after she slept with Dean, she would have learned, you know, this is wrong and not done it to Paul and not done it with Logan. And so I kind of don't like that. I kind of feel like it's a disservice to her character, especially since no other character brings up this change in her.
1: Oh, yeah. We recently had a fan reach out and... Wanted you to talk about this because you mm. were like a huge Rory fan and champion through the regular series. You're like, where you, you know, thought she was such a good person. And yeah, she makes mistakes, but she learns from them. But, you know, all of us know where things go and are like, oh, just wait, Brian. The, the, the downfall of Rory Gilmore, mm-hmm. all of that.
0: The YouTube video I can watch now.
1: <laughs> so you think Year in the Life is like bad writing and doesn't make sense as far as your I-
0: character. I don't want to upset anybody by saying this, but I do. I do feel like some of the writing in The Year in the Life isn't consistent with what happened earlier. Like, Rory was a really good person that tried to do right by everybody. Yeah. Which, in itself, is not necessarily going to work all the time and can lead to problems. Let's talk about them. But like I said, it it seems like she doesn't learn from any of her mistakes, and she just kind of repeats them, and there's no one there saying, like, hey, you're repeating your mistakes,
1: I think her making big mistakes is great
0: though. And like, sure. You have
1: to, otherwise, she's just this boring goody two shoes character. So
0: it's. But her cheating though, she does it repeatedly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's not a mistake that's like, I don't know, like, she's not like a hornball. You know what I mean? Like, she just slept with some dude she talked to in line while she's in a relationship. And sleeping with Logan while he's with someone else, she was hurt so bad by Logan sleeping with someone else while they were on a break. The idea yeah. that she wouldn't realize that she's doing that to someone else who's engaged to him? Come on.
1: We did not need Paul.
0: No. I think
1: we could have done a similar Logan story where, I mean, she didn't address the fact that they got engaged, but let's say she did. Mm-hmm. Rory said no. They rekindle their thing. They want to be together, but Logan's got this pressure from his family to like marry someone else. Yeah. But they're, they're still having a fling that they know can't work because... Maybe Odette doesn't exist, but like ultimately Logan knows he's got to marry
0: someone from this world. He could casually be dating someone else. Sure. Where he's like, yeah, she knows that, you know, nothing's set in stone. And then it's like, you know, the clock starts ticking where he's like, but she has made it clear she wants to get married or engaged. And once I'm engaged, I can't be cheating.
1: And Rory still gets pregnant. It's the same thing. Yeah. But it's it's still this like. We want to be together, but it doesn't. We can't because of society and how our families want us to be. But it's not as big of a cheating thing. Mm-hmm. And get rid of Paul. That was so unnecessary.
0: It's just it was not funny, and it was it just harmful makes her to Roy's character
1: worse for no reason.
0: I do want to see a spinoff about Paul,
1: though. <laughs> he was probably like, "Why am I in this? What? What is my <laughs> motivation for dating this woman?" Well. I'm sure we'll have other thoughts in the future about the show, and if we ever come up with a topic, we know where the microphones are, and we'll hop on here and share <laughs> them with you guys, or make a video or something.
0: And we do want to know your thoughts, and maybe that will spark some theories or some changes in our opinions.
1: Yeah, maybe we'll do like a random Q&A episode at some point, or discuss some of the stuff you guys address in the comments, but um, we'll talk about Gilmore Girls for the rest of our lives if you want us to. <laughs> it's, it's part of us now. And Buffy. Um, I think we mentioned that we're not going to do a, a Buffy recap episode for season eight. I think we kind of covered all of our thoughts and for there's that.
0: There's so much in that season.
1: We will read the other comics, as we said, if you didn't listen to that one. We'll we'll read the other comics at some point and maybe do a podcast for each season But it will be
0: way more condensed and abbreviated. Yeah. Because the comics, there's a lot of content in there. Like bizarre, crazy content. We have to figure out a way to discuss it without being so detailed.
1: Yeah. I, I do want to read them. Like, I'm mm-hmm. obviously interested in how that goes down since it's canon it's Joss
0: created and we've heard that they're good and especially after season 8 they start to be more grounded
1: yeah is there anything you want to say about Buffy season 8 that we forgot to say while we're here
0: do you think that Dawn and Xander hooked up when she was a centaur
1: are you asking me or is that for the audience I'm asking you um no I don't
0: Hmm. do you I don't
1: know I don't think they hooked up until we saw them kiss
0: okay well you believe whatever you want. I think they banged.
1: If you want to watch along <laughs> next time, we'll be watching Bunheads, episode one, titled Pilot. That's the title of the first Gilmore Girls episode.
0: Interesting. As well as Firefly, episode one, Serenity. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> right? Stacy is, it is. Stacy is referencing the pitch meeting from Screen Rant, which is a YouTube channel.
1: I kind of was, but I also was just referencing how I said the other title was the name of something. (laughs) But if you don't know Screen Rant, they're fun. Check them out. I'll link one. We did just realize we're not sure how we're going to watch these specifically. It looks like Firefly is on Hulu. It looks like Bunheads is available on Amazon Prime, but you have to purchase it. It's only $9.99 for the whole season. That's not that much. That's probably what we'll end up doing. I know it used to be on Hulu, so apologies. It's not free. If we find a free way to watch it, we'll let you know. In the meantime, we'd love to hear your thoughts on what we discussed in this podcast.
0: How do you feel about Rory's arc in the show and in A Year in the Life?
1: If they were to make more show, what do you think it would be about? Would you like to see it? Would you prefer a prequel?
0: Who do you think Rory should have ended up with or will end up with in the future?
1: Do you think Rory's baby will be Richard reincarnated?
0: Let us know. You can reach out by following us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter at Gilmore Slayer. We post interactive questions, comedy videos, and more.
1: Or send us an email at Reviews at gmail.com. That's Brian with a Y and Stacey with an E-Y.
0: For more bonus content, find us on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Brian and Stacey, where we post weekly video recaps of the show Angel for now. (laughs) And then we'll be doing Veronica Mars post-monthly live stream watch parties, post-monthly podcast outtakes, and share early extended episode previews.
1: And shout out to our new Patreon subscribers, Sarah Wakeman and Joanne Cunningham.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: It's just two. Who's the third one you're thanking, a ghost? It's
0: for a secret person I'm not telling you about.
1: For more Brian and Stacey content, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, also called Brian and Stacey.
0: If you want to support our content, you can do so by making a donation of your choosing via the link found at the bottom of our episode description or in our social media bios.
1: And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and we'll give you a shout-out on an upcoming podcast.
0: I can't think of any clever things to say at the end. I'm just sad it's over.
1: I know. Maybe there'll be more someday. We should keep writing ideas. Our ideas were pretty good.
0: If I die, stuff me full of cheese.
1: <laughs> it's not a bad theory. It is. It's, it's a bad theory.
0: It's a bad theory. It's I a love bad, you, but yeah. it's not. I a thought good it was theory. a funny thing. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye i <laughs>